Now, you say it's bigger than hip-hop. You say this is young men's perspective. Like, what is this whole program, this whole media about? I mean, everybody got these so-called conscious radio stations. What do you guys deal with? It's your knowledge yourself. True indeed. Mr. Hodges, what, like, what do you guys do? So we elevate the mind. It's mental stimulation. We definitely inject that true knowledge yourself. We get it in. Talk about that beat. Put turn down that beat. Listen to them lyrics. Oh wow! So you you guys know you guys know what we doing with the beats, huh? You you know how we mesmerizing and, and hypnotizing that subconscious, huh? Oh, you one of them smart people, huh? Oh, just one of them intellectual media broadcasts, huh? Oh, okay, okay. You guys think he's smart? You guys keep unplugging from the matrix, huh? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep figuring you out. We'll keep studying you in all your schools and all your colleges and, and your sports, and we're going to know. Let's go. It's bigger than hip-hop. Will we open up your mind to new thoughts? You think outside the box. You deal with the true reality and actual facts, taking things for what they are and not for what they appear to be. Never taking nothing on face value. Do your research all the time. Bigger than hip-hop. Let's go. We kicking off this Bigger Than Hip Hop with the international singer-songwriter. Lena Lowe is in the building. Also, we going to sit down with Professor Griff, MC Shan. We going to bring it to y'all. It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. Yeah. Um, called alternative R&B. 
so now I'm confident now. It's like I'm ahead of my time, and then, you know, the time's caught up. <laughs> and you're definitely in a lane by yourself, so they need to catch up to you now. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And I'd like to share a quote from you, and I quote, with so much technology, there's a lot of uh, producer-driven artists. The result is that the tracks have become the meat versus the lyrics, and it's become more about manufacturing, mass-produced recording, and it can be difficult to be original. But you said, I always put passion to my writing and performing. I just let the music that's inside me flow out, end quote. Elaborate your thoughts on the presentation of music today regarding the lack of originality and some of the meaningless content that's out there. That's a great question. It's it's awesome. And I and I talk about this with a lot of my peers that are artists, meaning they are developed into this thing and they're presenting what's inside of them. And music, the music business, um, it became driven by monetary gain and just all the wrong reasons why people do music now. So you have these sources which are the businesses and the companies that that have such influence on the art. So the art form dies and it becomes like this mass-produced uh, manufacturing, you know, a machine where they just put these numbers in and tell them who and what they're going to be, and it's not really coming from them. So it has hurt the music industry and, and, and the art of music and lyric and and song because artists used to write for themselves. They used to talk about what they were going through, you know, used to get the piece of their soul, you know, their expression was through music. So now it's, it's just not like that. You've got a lot of artists who just want the fame. So you can't feel anything. And it's producer-driven because it's about the beat and not about the lyric uh, or the spirit of the artist that's performing or ministering to you, basically, is what's happening to you, no matter what the message you're being ministered to. And that's a definitely excellent segue to my next question. You're mm-hmm. an amazing woman and artist. Absolutely, you are. <laughs> and you sing in eight Thank languages. You. You're very welcome. And you're reclaiming decades' worth of musical heritage for new generations. A lot of artists today, particularly in our communities, when it comes to the topic of being responsible with their music content, either ignore or don't care about the role model factor. Many don't see it as such and don't feel it's their responsibility. What's your thoughts on artists taking that badge of honor and being held accountable? I feel really disappointed about artists today because I've heard a lot of artists say it's not their responsibility, and when it absolutely is our responsibility. We have the podium. We have the opportunity to edify, encourage music. It's it's so powerful like that. And no matter what these artists say, they are influencing some impressionable youth or the spirit is is influencing some person that's an adult that's going through something. If you think about um, music, that you listen to at certain times, if you really focus on maybe if you're depressed, I tell people all the time if you're depressed or if you're feeling, you know, strange, what have you been listening to? Just go back and, you know, go through your music. What did you hear on the radio? What message came to you? What influenced you that day? And even when you're in a positive mood and in an optimistic mood, most likely you had some great vibration 
some great frequency coming through that airwave. It's an airwave, and it comes into you. It's a spirit. It influences. It ministers. We have a huge responsibility. I know that um, hip-hop music, when it started out, it was liberating music, you know, and now because of a lot of the parents that weren't in the household and a lot of the kids and the music that they choose has influenced the whole generation. And you see a lot of people who are no longer in love. They even talk about how they don't love each other, but they talk about some material things, superficial things. It influenced a lot of uh, young men to go to jail because they wanted to live their lifestyle and what the song was saying. It, it influences you and tells you who you are, what you are, you know, if you don't have a, a parent, you know, or, or a person in your life telling you this is just an art form. People believe those lives and art imitates life, you know, and life imitates art. Mm-hmm. Now, I had the opportunity to sit down with MC Light, and she definitely broke it down as well in, in regards to this area we discussed. And she says to turn that beat down and listen to them lyrics, because that lyric, those beats tend to have a, a way of hypnotizing you and like you said, it will guide you in directions and making decisions and choices that you would normally make. And then I also add on to that, you know, we say that old adage, uh, we are what we eat, but we need to incorporate yes. the fact we are what we listen to and what we watch as well. Yes, music is spirit food, and the program is called program, you know, that mm-hmm. we watch on TV. They actually program us. They influence mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Now, Grammy nominees that cross multiple music categories, singing background that spans genres of soul, jazz, opera, hip-hop, pop, and country. Lena, you're an original. You bring that breath of fresh air <laughs> with an arresting sound of passionate, organic, and timeless. And I'm definitely captivated. Talk about how music Thank helps you deal so with life and love and the message clearly resonating in your songs. It's very welcome. Well, it's definitely my way to... Um relax and uh it's like I meditate and what music does for me when I'm writing, it gives me that expression that I need to release and it and it helps me like work out my life because a lot of times when I'm writing I'm I'm writing about myself but a lot of times I'm writing because I have friends that talk to me and the things that they go through and I don't have the words sometimes to say just in a conversation or maybe I'm not bold enough to say certain things. But I pay attention to what's going on in the world and I write this message of what's inside of me. I need it out. So it's like my therapy to get this Mm. music out. And then also I feel, you know, we need each other. So those times when I hear my friends or family going through things or just someone on, you know, maybe uh, Facebook write about a problem. It'll inspire me to write this song, this message to them, and I and I believe this message comes from a good place because I really do uh, hope that my music would never take a person down the wrong path. But I hope that it would edify. That's my mission. That it will help help them out of something because that's what music does for me. Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, it helped me. So I hope that I'm helping someone, one person, two persons, two people. Okay, okay. Now you talk about your writing. Tell us about some of the people you you've written for, and some of the songs that some people may be familiar, but just didn't know that you wrote them. Um, I 
my first project was Tyrese. I went on his first album, and it was kind of cool because they were like, how can you write a song for a male? And I was like, well, I pay attention. <laughs> so Dr. Uh, Tyrese and me and Anthony Hamilton wrote a duet that he sang with me, Big Rube, um, David Hollister. So I wrote these songs, and they came on and, and, and did them with me, as, and they would do it. Okay. Now, who's your first love in this industry game, writing or singing? I got to say writing. Singing comes natural, but I have to write. Like I said, it's therapy for me. I, I have to express myself, and I have to address issues. Now, you released your third album independently back in February of 2008 on your label, Moonstar Recordings. Was this latest album released on Moonstar? Who else can we uh, that you have signed that we can uh, be on the lookout for? Well, um, what I do is I do these Save the Soul projects where I get artists from all over the world, and, and, and either I write them songs or either they submit songs that they have written. And we go through these songs and we put this compilation together with these different artists from all genres. And we released that on Moonstar. This um, album, The Love Chronicles of Lady Songbird, is going to be released on Monarchy Moonstar. So I did another joint venture like I did with the Inner Beauty Movement when it was with Hidden Beach and Moonstar. My third album was just my release, Moonstar. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about your new album, The Love Chronicles of Lady Songbird. It's been said your delivery is sometimes reminiscent of the jazz greats like Billy Holiday and an artsy, funky style like Erica Badu. But absolutely, for me, it's no comparison. As I said, just such an original and fresh sound. How would you describe this album? Is it more of an upbeat solo tempo or a continuum of your perspective and experiences regarding life? Um, you know, this is a tribute to soul albums. And... I did this album because of what I thought was going on in the music business. I saw the movie um, Cadillac Records where they would record with a full band and put on a full show, and that's the album. That's the energy and spirit that went into that album. And the artists and what they struggled with that made them so passionate and so true to the game. I wanted to do a tribute. Um, to soul, just to remind us the same way. I guess now my manager said, well, you do concept albums, because the Strange on Earth album I did for the same reason. I thought that music and era was forgotten, and I wanted my peers to know about it. So I wanted to uh, inspire them to just do research. And the same thing with this album. It's uh, got the old cats from back in the day in the studio with me, and, and we played live. It's a live studio album. Um, they played with people from Motown days. So I was, uh, you know, very happy to do this record because I felt like I wanted to be around in Motown days and sing with Smokey Robinson and Marvin Gaye and <laughs> be a part of that whole clique. So uh-huh. this was this is like a continuance, you know. Okay. Now, off the album, a lot of people were talking about uh, the particular songs, I Won't Go Down. The ladies, actually, in particular, they're loving this one. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I won't go down. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of feedback about that song. Women love that song, but men too. Mm-hmm. But the women, I guess they're, they they can relate. And the reason why they'll speak up is because maybe a man don't want to talk about that. But it's a relationship song, and it's a song that's very personal. And basically this song is about a, an abusive relationship, not necessarily physical, but emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people are taken for granted in right. love. When when you're hurting me just because I love you, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's about trying to hold on to something that's fruitless. So at some point you have to just say it's a dead end, you know, and you can't keep repeating that cycle. And then at the end of the song I say it would make me an, an enabler. Because when you do repeat the cycle and you let people mistreat you over and over again, you're enabling this. The signs are there. You keep going down this road, you know. So, you know, love is is not that kind of love. Won't put you in a place like that, right? You know. So I just wanted to just express what I had gone. I've been through that. That's exactly what I've been. I couldn't have wrote that song if I hadn't gone through it. And I do say in the beginning, it's not about men because I know there are some great men out there. I know it. I don't, I'm not one of those women who have a problem believing that they're a good man. I know I have a great father, brother, and I've been in wonderful relationships, but this particular man had issues. Mm-hmm. So that's what the song is about. <laughs> and now the fellas is definitely feeling come to me. I, I got the opportunity to listen to the album last night. I had first said come to me was my favorite off the album, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now, Better Together is a banger. <laughs> oh, wow, Better Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Talk Thank about you so much. I, you know what? When I wrote this song, I was like, oh, I wish I was around. Like, I always fantasize about being back in the day when music was amazing, like with uh, Aretha Franklin and uh, Stevie Wonder and all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I was just dreaming about, what if I wrote this song for Aretha Franklin? How would she sing this song? You know, with you know, I know her sister wrote for her and her sister could sing. So I was like, How would she sing this song? And, you know I just nice. wrote about a, another situation that mm-hmm. I personally experienced. Now you said you, you you write a lot about your own personal experiences and you definitely touch on uh relationships regarding communication. What other areas would you say you're more focused on in terms of your music as well? Well, I just started writing about myself. The first few albums that I wrote was me writing about my friends and family and things that I saw happen in the world. Um, now, I mean, I started my next record, and um, I think I'm more focused on, like, because I'm getting older, so I'm more focused on, like, those things, ingredients that we need to just appreciate life, the simple things in life. Mm-hmm. And because the the industry of music is so polluted and it has divided us, I think my friend told me, why don't you ever write about love? So I, I am focusing more on writing about love and overcoming obstacles and, and what, love, what love truly is, what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now on the album, what would be considered your favorite song and why? 
Hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be said and done. Okay. It's a triumphant song. It puts everything in perspective. When it's said and done and you reflect on the years of your life, you can say you won if you lived and you loved and you tried. If you lived and you loved and you tried, all you can do is live, choose life, go for it, try, you know, and love, love people. Now, as a writer and a singer, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do everything in the spirit of love. Excellent. Now, as a writer and a performer, how would you describe love in terms of in uh, a healthy relationship-wise? Um, because I'm a writer and a performer, you have to have someone that's supportive because this is a gift from God that you should not take for granted. And he gave it to you for you to use. So if you have anybody who's hindering that, are trying to kill your dreams, that's definitely not love. Love is unconditional. It's patient. It's long-suffering. It, ex- it, it accepts you, you know. Um, you can feel a, a vibration opposite of love because it makes you feel anxiety. It makes you feel like you have to hide who you are. Now, what advice would you give uh, any up-and-coming artists that are looking to get into this industry? Um, this, Oh, yeah, seriously. If you're going to get in this business, first of all, ask yourself why. Because a lot of people are doing this for the wrong reasons. They don't do it as a service, which is exactly what it is, just like a doctor has the gift uh, with his hands and a, a piano player or a minister or, you know, uh, whatever your gift is, a basketball player, it's a service. God gives us these things to service people. They're for other people. They're not necessarily for us. I mean, when somebody else sings, I get what I give someone when I sing and write a song. Like like I said earlier, if I listen to a Stevie Wonder song on a bad day, I'm automatically uplifted. And they knew that back then. So if you are going to get in this music business, you have to, have the right uh, mindset. You got to know that you're servicing someone. It's not about the limo and the magazine covers and the champagne and the fame of it all. That comes with it, and come and the money comes with it. But that should not be what drives you, what motivates you. You know that music kills. You know that messages influence one way or the other. You're serving some some spirit one way or the other. Think about what spirit you're going to serve. You know, it's up to you. But think about what your message is going to be and take responsibility for the impressionable you and the people that you influence with that frequency. And do you. Be yourself. You know, you may be a little bit different, but Alicia Keys is not like Lauren Hill. Natalie Cole is not like Gladys Knight. So don't listen to nobody if you believe in yourself and do you. You'll be okay. Now, I like how you touched on the, the fact of the uh, the service part you mentioned. When I sat with Russell Simmons and looking at his stature, I mean, from the outside, a lot of people tend to want to strive for that. But one thing he definitely uh, focused on was the fact that he was a servant. And like yourself, yeah. he was very humbled. And, and I think those are factors that are getting missing and this whole yes. industry thing when it comes to people coming in thinking only about the, the bling and the, the shininess of it mm-hmm. all. Like you said, that message which will resonate to the youth who will then be 
programmed to either do something positive or negative based on the message that you have given out to the world. Right. And if you and if you you know uh, there's a, a, a in Proverbs the Bible says that life and death is in the power of your own tongue, and death doesn't always mean like physical death. It can mean spiritual mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. You know, and it can mean death on somebody else. Like if you look at Tupac and Biggie uh, prophesy what was going to happen to them with these words. You know, they mm-hmm. draw this energy and this spirit to them. Mm-hmm. And I do truly appreciate uh, people like. Russell Simmons, you know, who who know that we have to take responsibility and who know the power of music, you know. So it's time for people, you know, that song that D'Angelo wrote, Devil's Pie, everybody's mm-hmm. in line for a piece of that Devil's Pie. It, it makes me think about the music business right. and how, yeah, how people are getting in line for this this destructive thing when it was always meant to edify, uplift, you know, to pull you out of darkness and to the light. So it's being abused for money. Mm-hmm. Alina, I want to tell you, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, and I have looked forward to this day, and you <laughs> definitely did not disappoint. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. You are awesome. That's all I gotta say. When we, me and my manager got those questions, it was like, "Oh, he knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about." So it is. It is always an honor for me to meet people like you. You know, Appreciate the kind of artist that I am, Anthony Hamilton, all my peers. We we talk about this, uh, Noel Gordon, people like you, because the artist is one thing, but you need the right system, DJs. Uh, radio hosts, radio shows, radio personalities, you know, producers, people who play instruments. We're just the singers, so we need everything else, managers, you know, the right people, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Now, you have a very Mm -hmm. special surprise for us today. What will it be? (laughs) I'm going to sing a little song. I was trying to figure out. Okay, it's 7.30. What can I sing? Because it's early for me. But I think I'm just going to do this song from the Inner Beauty Movement. It's my most popular song. It's called Smooth. So I'm going to just do a little bit of that song. All right. Okay. Heavy on my mind, love remains. See, I've been struggling with this long time, day after day. I said I love you, but sometimes I just want to be through with you. Baby, you're the sun that chases all the rain away. That's enough. <laughs> See the truth. See the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I definitely appreciate you, and it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you, Lena. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Tell everybody where they can get that album from. The album comes out October 1st. That's the official album where there will be a new song added. But right now, I released it uh, unofficially. You can go to Amazon.com and get the version that's on Amazon.com. And it's called The Love Chronicles of a Lady Songbird, a tribute to soul. Thank you so much, Lena. Thank you. Have yourself a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right. You're listening to uh, It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. I'm your host, Jeff Hodges. That was my special.
special guest, Lena. As you said, look for that on Amazon.com, uh, Chronicles of a Lady Songbird. And I want to thank all those listening live and in the archive. Stay tuned for our next episode as we gear it up with this It's Bigger Than Hip Hop segment with our new host, I See Justice. And joining him next week, or actually us, we're going to tag team and let's sit down with old school rap, N.C. Shan, will be in the building. So again, we want to thank you for listening and uh, have yourselves a great day. Hey, y'all, this is Lena, and you are listening with host Jeff Hodges. Make sure you check out the magazine, Young Men's Perspective, at ympm.org. Now, you say it's bigger than hip-hop. You say this is Young Men's Perspective. Like, what is this whole program, this whole media about? I mean, everybody got these so-called conscious radio stations. What do you guys deal with? It's your knowledge yourself. True indeed. Mr. Hodges, what, like, what do you guys do? So we elevate the mind. It's mental stimulation. We definitely inject that true knowledge of self. We get it in. We talk about that beat. Put turn on that beat. Listen to them lyrics. Oh wow! So you you guys know you guys know what we doing with the beats, huh? You you know how we mesmerizing and, and hypnotizing that subconscious, huh? Oh, you one of them smart people, huh? Oh, just one of them intellectual media broadcasts, huh? Oh. Okay, okay. You guys think you're smart. You guys keep unplugging from the matrix, huh? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep figuring you out. We'll keep studying you in all your schools and all your colleges and, and your sports, and we're going to know. Let's go. It's bigger than hip-hop. Will we open up your mind to new thoughts? You think outside the box. You deal with the true reality and actual facts, taking things for what they are and not for what they appear to be. Never taking nothing on face value. Do your research. All the time. Bigger than hip hop. Let's go. We kicking off this bigger than hip hop with the international singer songwriter Lena Lowe is in the building. Also we gonna sit down with Professor Griff, MC Shan. We gonna bring it to y'all. It's bigger than hip hop. Yeah.